What's going on? Welcome to episode... Gosh, I forgot. <laughs> Let me check. I think 35, 36. I'm checking now as we speak. Goodness me. What a start. <laughs> I'm not even going to start again either. 37. <coughs> Excuse me. So this is the penultimate episode of the season. I'm your host, Sanchez Bailey. Hope everyone is well. And last week we were looking at the semi-final pressure kind of focusing on what happened on the first leg and so today is essentially a summary and the aim is not for me to just talk about the game it's also for you guys to be a little bit more aware of how the element of the psychological side and pressure has affected these professionals now we know what the pathway and you know the mechanisms of, of how pressure derives and what can either steer it in the direction that you really want it to do or stairs in the direction that is a little bit more harmful to performance. Um, and you being able to see how that can affect someone else, really, using these guys as mini or like really micro case studies. And for you to start, you know, being able to make some changes and develop some of these strategies as time goes on through a course that I'm going to bring out, but maybe through previous episodes and interpretation, which is the biggest key um, in terms of where pressure kind of derived from and in the direction it actually goes to but yeah the aim is for you to, to provide you with information for you to start working to self-navigate you know that's the whole aim of this podcast is for you to to develop the tools to be to, to self-navigate and develop your mental side you know with the option obviously getting more uh personal and direct uh services via myself so that's the aim and it's been interesting. It's been a good season. You know, it's been a, a weird season because there's a lot of you that are competing, but then at the same time, there's a lot of players that haven't been able to fully complete uh, to compete this season. So we're talking about seasons being cancelled, postponed. You know, totally written off. So it's been an interesting one to actually do the podcast for many that have not actually been competing, um, and. You know, I appreciate everyone still being uh, checking in. And yes, so penultimate episode, you know, I'm always someone that's about reflection. So the same way I'm always encouraging you guys to reflect and work on improving and developing your game. I'm going to be sitting back, really going back to the drawing board, working on ways to enhance this, get this on a bigger scale, um, to increase the viewership um, and just the quality of from the visuals, the audio. I'm going to be onto it. So just so you know, that will be done. And hopefully if you follow from the very first episode, you may have seen some progressive changes. Anyway, uh, enough of the focus on me now. Let's focus on some of these semi-final games. And there's a lot to talk about, really. Let's talk about the Manchester City game. Uh, Manchester City versus PSG. Now we already know what pressure is. We already know how, uh, you know, the two avenues that pressure could go, you know, go in, whether someone is going to be someone that, you know, takes the opportunity, takes the responsibility and uses the, the pressure as their moment to shine. Or there could be one where maybe this could lead to real serious physical, let's just say palpitations, increase heart rate and that increases worry, um, reduces focus as a result. You know, those are two quick examples of some of the direction. And we had a player that almost inherited a new name from that semi-final game, and that was Ruben Diaz, right? 
23 years old. I just realised that. That is crazy. He's a young man. Anyway, he's now held as the rock, right? Um, and him and uh, John Stones uh, developed a partnership where they are known as the rock. I mean, the wall. I just want to double check here. I don't think Manchester City, they conceded in the first leg. I remember actually Marquinhos, I'm sure. So they went 180 minutes against some of the most supreme um, class uh, attacking lineups that you will probably get in Europe, and they were completely solid. Um, you know, Ruben Diaz with clearances and blocks after blocks after blocks. And that is someone who took that pressure of Manchester United, never Manchester United, Manchester City of never reaching the Champions League final, took that upon himself and displayed a, a glorious defensive display, almost to the point where, you know, his defensive uh, displays was an art. <clears throat> Excuse me, it was an art. It was almost like as if he was watching an, attack, an attacking player just because of how, you know, um, much of his defensive... Uh, display was a spectacle and again that is something that where he made that interpretation to to take it upon himself to lead his team by performance but then also to showcase his talents and to magnify the opportunity rather than focusing on the pressure and letting those nerves handle you and it was very interesting because as you know I like to analyse uh, a little bit deeper and I was what listening to Pep, Pep Guardiola pre-match and he acknowledged that, look, we're going to be nervous. We're going to be, you know, um, you know, having a bit of worry and a, and a bit of nerves towards the game. And he was saying that this is completely normal for you to play at the stage. I want you to be like this. And I'll be very concerned if you wasn't like this. And so this kind of ties into what we were talking about is these things are going to happen. And, and these are things that you probably want to welcome. But it's what you do about those thoughts and feelings. And that is something that was very articulate or articulated well by Pep Guardiola. Um, not completely uh, uh, textbook in terms of the, the, the mindset, but that's not for him to actually really do. There's someone who's there and I believe they have a sports psychologist there. But um, he, he mentioned this and, you know, I'm sure this message was trans, uh, transferred to the team to embrace those feelings of nerves but for them to showcase their talent and this is the opportunity and the stage for them to do that and it was great to see them actually perform in the semi-finals I believe Kyle Walker he came out uh, after the game and he was mentioning how you know um, basically echoed the same sentiment from Pep Guardiola I can't remember exactly what he said verbatim but Carl Walker was saying, you know, yes, we were nervous, but it showed that we had a strong mentality. And, you know, they're highlighting the mental side that helped them have an advantage over PSG. And so, you know, you could take Ruben Diaz in that situation in terms of him embracing and interpreting that incident and that moment. And, you know, the importance of them getting through to the Champions League final as being um, or as a, a template of us to to work and showcase our skills and harness those um, thoughts rather than thoughts that will be debilitating to our performance. Um, PSG, on the other hand, we can look at them. And yes, they have quality. And I think a missing ingredient, uh, or ingredient rather, was maybe them being able to handle their expectation. Now, there's an expectation probably 
on PSG more than most teams in the Champions League because of the investment being spent, um, their reputation as well, that are almost known as bottlers in the Champions League. So there is a lot for them to overcome. And that pressure alone could be very uh, um, harmful for them as to how it make them feel, especially after chances are being blocked, how that would make their confidence feel alongside the pressure. Very tough. Another game, or the other game, should I say, was Real Madrid and Chelsea. Very interesting scenario there. And we can use Real Madrid's game on Sunday, yesterday. I'm recording this on a Monday. Against Sevilla, they drew 2-2. They were losing 2-0 when Real Madrid, or should I say Atletico Madrid, and Barcelona played their games and drew. And it was over to Real Madrid. The pressure was on Real Madrid to actually get three points and take them to the top of the league, which could then lead them to winning the league. They drew, they failed on that task, and now they still lie third. And I'm saying this all to say that, you know, Real Madrid didn't handle that pressure there. You know, you know when two teams have played already and then it's up to you to get the result, that is pressure in itself anyway. But now there's the pressure and the incentive of the league with the added context that they just lost the Champions League semi-final, there is massive pressure for them to actually do something and get their hands on a trophy. Um, that was something that was unachieved or you know, the team was una- unable to manage. And I'm only using Sunday as an example to actually reinforce the fact that pressure is something that Real Madrid are not looking like they're handling at the moment. You know, let's go back to to maybe the week anyway last week where they they lost that game you know they have the pressure of their own reputation you know we mentioned the media and the scrutiny that that you know that country uh, and that team actually faces this is heavy it's a lot you know um and these were factors that could easily explain why Real Madrid failed to you know um mount to that pressure and the pressure of playing and being successful post-Cristiano is another thing that's putting pressure on the team because their expectations have not changed despite Cristiano going. So Real Madrid really faced pressure there and you can look into individual players as well. Obviously, there are players that would actually take that responsibility and may have shone under such pressure. Um, Maybe we could use... uh, Maybe their goalkeeper, as an example. Yes, he conceded, but... You know, maybe their striker, Benzema, who, you know, had great opportunities, but it was maybe more matched by the, the skill set of the keeper, Edouard Mendy, I think his name is. And he was impressive during that, the two legs too, making some crucial saves. And he was someone that could easily be uh, an example and a reference of someone who's took the pressure and used that to empower himself, you know, so... What can you guys start taking from these incidences that I kind of explore? Well, you can take for the fact that, you know, in these moments, there was, there's two ways that you can go. You know, I just want to really open your eyes. And, and we know and we now know that it's going to be down to interpretation. So how can you interpret some of these thoughts and feelings that could then result to, you know, how you... Uh, then respond and react. This is something that I would like you to start thinking about and being a little bit aware of how you actually had previously interpreted results. Maybe you could look back at games the same way that I'm looking back at these games and notice when maybe you handled the pressure 
what was going through your mind? What was you replaying to yourself? What was you saying? What kind of things were you doing to empower yourself? And when the pressure was high and maybe you didn't handle the pressure, start being mindful of the things that went into your mind. And sometimes this can switch and, and like, let's just say if you enter into a game in one way, it doesn't have to stay that way. It's something that you can respond to and navigate. Ideally, you want to have this all done beforehand, by the way. But if maybe you missed a chance, what are you then saying to yourself? Which then enhances and intensifies pressure, which doesn't make you feel a lot uh, positive about your performance at all. So think about some of the moments in your career. Think about some of the games maybe this season or recently, as recent as you can, and start thinking about how you started interpreting. That's something that you, you can start off by doing and writing this down and, you know... I don't I don't need to be there to tell you whether the the, the thought and the, the the you know the feeling and maybe the statement that you said was you know empowering or not it's you know you can see that by writing it down I would recommend doing that and then my challenge to you is to write down a, a response that is you know an alternative way of thinking a ter- an alternative perspective which is a bit more realistic sounds like you and is towards your skill set and being able to display that uh, on the stage that you're competing in. So that's one way of doing that. And um, that's something that I would definitely suggest for you guys to do, especially at this time of the year, whether you've got competition um, uh, upcoming, upcoming competition, or whether you are preparing yourself and developing these strategies so that when those scenarios do arise, you have developed those tools. Um, on that note, I want to shout out Chris Hay. You know, he's a, a, a Triple F podcast alumni, friend of the show. He he actually played in the FA uh, Trophy last week, Monday. Got man of the match, goalkeeper. He's featured on, I think, what, episode five or four of the podcast? Maybe even three. But yes, shout out to, to Chris on that. Then we had... Uh, Man United and Roma. I genuinely feel Roma did a great job. To be honest with you, I think there was just a a, a discrepancy in the skill um, between them. They scored every game. They scored quite a few goals, but they just leaked in quite a lot. <laughs> so I do think with that scenario, it shows how Man United rose to the pressure because you know that's that. Well, they're gonna get Champions League anyway, but winning a trophy, uh, and the European trophy will be pretty impressive. They've had quite a tough running to the final and maybe the pressure of maintaining that lead as well could have been something that could have you know um troubled the players but maybe they didn't and the fact that they 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 scored two as well you know showed that they they didn't have pressure or it didn't get the best of them but Roma did a good job too so I genuinely think that was more of a skills uh skill oriented um factor in that result and then Arsenal goodness me Arsenal Football Club <laughs> were the team that prevented it from being a all English uh, quartet in terms of all four teams being in the, the competitions and they had the extreme pressure <laughs> of scoring one goal and I, I say that and I really mean it you know where whereas Everyone else in the lead up to the game. So from that Thursday night, they had a whole six, seven days of hearing, all we need is one goal. One goal. All we need is one goal. And so that was, you know, people probably dreamt that. 
you go into training, that's all they're hearing. So there's an extreme pressure for Arsenal to score one goal. And, you know, as chances will go and, and you know, throughout the game, that pressure intensifies amounts. And I genuinely feel it was a bit too much pressure for the team. Now, Arsenal have failed to score in a number of home games. But at the same time, as you can see on Sunday, when, when maybe the pressure is off, they're fine, right? And it was down to how they handled that pressure. You know, they had pressure going into the game in terms of them saving their season. And I say that in, um, in quotes, so to speak. But yeah, they, they didn't mount and handle that pressure. And, you know, how did, did... It begs the question, and unfortunately we won't really know unless he spoke to an Arsenal player, but it begs the question, what was going through their minds? Now, with your knowledge and how you have seen how teams have interpreted things positively and negatively, why don't we try and make that um, or come up with that answer? So why do we think, or how, like, what do we think, should I say, we're going through the Arsenal players' mind from that Thursday, the week before last now, leading up to the Thursday of that competition? What was going through their mind in terms of how they interpreted that pressure, Right? You know, Aubameyang came out previously and said, look, this is the most important game of my Arsenal career. That was admirable to hear. But is that putting more pressure on himself? Is that something that he wants to put out to the, to the, to the masses? And yes, that's something that maybe the fans want to hear. But maybe is, it, is that something that could have been, you know, just kept to himself and maybe... Actually, maybe that echoed his actual thoughts and sentiments. So him saying it's the most important game of his career is actually mounting more pressure rather than focusing on the skill set and what he can do and the, the, the process, if that makes sense. So there's, focused, there's a focus on the magnitude of the match rather than the actual task at hand as well. It's another game of football. We score, I score, like... We're just going to perform and do what we do and do what we have done for the large part of the season. You know, that's focusing on the task and the fact that Aubameyang has said that, and I think I might do a think piece on this on Instagram, shows that there was, it was piling up too much pressure on the side, or at least himself. And that is easily explaining why um, they didn't win and they wasn't, Successful. He had great chances, though. So credit to him. His, his skill set would not deny him of having many, like, no chances. You know, it's very unlikely that he'll have no chances in the game. And that is how Arsenal crumbled under that. And very interestingly, we now mention Manchester City and Chelsea having great uh, mental strength in terms of handling the pressure. They play each other now. And it was interesting because, yes, Manchester City, bit of mind games there. Manchester City not playing their strongest team, but at the same time, that team had pressure to win the, the league on that day. Um, and Chelsea were, you know, probably less pressure, but they wanted to, they had the incentive to try and ruin that. And, you know, they did ruin that. And can that play a part in, in going into the final that Chelsea have knocked them out of the semi-finals and, you know, stopped them from winning the league, delayed them with that? Can that be something that they can have an advantage over Manchester City on? Um, there's so many other factors to consider so I'm not going to give you an answer for sure but uh, I think I'm going to do something on that as well so look out for some content that I'll be dropping on you know the recent 
games of football. And yes, please start thinking about yourselves now. Yes, we spoke about everyone else, which is great to use as examples. But now it's important to now think about yourself. Think about how you respond. Think about whether it's empowering or not. And if it's, if it's not, what can you now um, alternatively think and, and display? And we kind of brushed off um, um, uh, Aubameyang's example where he was saying, it's the biggest game of my career. Heighten the task, heighten the pressure. But what could he have said that could have been a bit more practical and empowering? And I mentioned an example of, you know, we score, I score. You know, one needs to, all we need to do is just do what we do and do it as best as we can. You know, and that's something that can be a little bit more focused on the task at hand. So there we have it. Um, it's a shame that I couldn't get a guest today. But to be honest, at this time of the season, damn near impossible to get someone playing. But anyway, um, moving on to what will be the last episode of the season next week, which is crazy. So, you know, um, we'll be speaking very soon and I hope this adds value to you. All right. Take care, pass on to someone that you know, and we'll see you next week.